Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Welcome back to our number two. This is Issel and Louis. We appreciate you spending part of your morning with us. And of course, this hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030 or visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. Hey, I would be remiss if I did not uh, mention, I got a nice message uh, yesterday from a listener named Brandon. And Brandon is a a podcast listener. Um, So if you are listening to the show in the 11 o'clock hour, did not catch it at the 10 o'clock hour, you can go back either to the app or to um, ESPNLouisville.com and go ahead and find our episodes and go ahead and download those as well, available uh, whenever you want them. Uh, Avery usually gets them up within, I don't know, about an hour after the show. As long as if the day's not crazy, yeah, it'll be right. up within an hour. If yeah. it's crazy, it'll be up by six. There you go. So uh, usually within <laughs> yeah. an hour. So if you want to you know, hang out with us during your lunch break, whatever it might be, we really appreciate it. So uh, I wanted to give Brandon a shout because uh, the kind words he... Uh, it was very... You yeah. shared it with me yeah. and it was very nice. And it's uh, it's always fun to know that uh, there's somebody so out there who... We're not just yelling into it, the abyss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who enjoys whatever this is that we do. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is either. That's all right. All right, man. So let's go ahead. We'll talk... Uh, Let's talk UK traveling to Arkansas. And I intentionally brought up the fact that Arkansas is under 500 in the SEC for a reason. Yep. Because yep. one of the narratives that I didn't like is that when we talked about the last four games of the year, it was, oh, they're going to go 3-1 because they're going to lose to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I remember. Here's the deal. And I do think Arkansas wins the game tomorrow. I want to be clear. But why is that an assumption with how inconsistent Kentucky has been this year as far as their results? No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when they went to Tennessee the first time, when they went to Tennessee this year, I should say, not the first time, but the only time, all of us wrote that game off. No shot. No shot. And I feel no like shot. everyone's talking about the Arkansas game tomorrow like they talked about the Tennessee game. Is there any chance that that's what we're doing again and they turn it around and they win tomorrow? Yeah, could be. You just You just never know. And that's why I've said all year long, you can't jump off the bandwagon because they'll come back and have a game like Tennessee or like Auburn, and you can't and, and you can't get too high on this team because they'll they'll have a game like Alabama or South Carolina or Georgia or 
on and on and on. So, yeah, it's possible the the matchup predictor on ESPN has it 70-30 in favor of Arkansas. And as I said earlier, Arkansas is playing better. No, 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 you know, we don't know. I'd be shocked if Wallace plays, uh, but we don't know that for sure. And um, no, there's a chance. There's always a chance. It's just fascinating to me that everyone is writing this off. We talked to Ben yesterday. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to pick on anyone, honestly. But, like, should Case Wallace play tomorrow? He's, oh, no, no. No way. I mean, just such an immediate writing off when, I don't know. I, I mean, if you think back to the, the Arkansas game, are there not adjustments to be made where they don't just run down the lane and, and dunk on you and get easy you know, layups and that kind of stuff? Or is it just that it's a horrible matchup? I'm just trying to figure it out because it seems 8-9 in the SEC. It's not like they're world beaters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just – No, I, you're right. I, I, you're and, right. And by but the way, remember, if, this is, if, this is the, if this is what we're talking about with Kentucky basketball, then the, then the floor for this – the, the program is not in a good spot if this is what we're talking about. Oh, they're playing an 8-9 team. On the road, they got no shot. I mean, what? That's 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 a barometer for me, telling me that people. It's way down. I mean, it is way down. Well, but remember one thing: we talked about it the other day. The most consistent player, the player you know is going to come out and play well every game, is Oscar. And I and for Kentucky to win, Oscar needs two or three guys to go go with him. Yes. And he didn't. He certainly didn't get that in the Vanderbilt game. But remember, Louie, in the Arkansas game in Rupp, they held Oscar to seven points and seven rebounds. You're right. That's that's his worst. That's his it's worst. It's as bad out. as he's looked all year. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I I think when you if you if you really look at this close and you look at what they did with Oscar in Rupp Arena, and you know that the hog fans are going to be on him big time uh, when they go when they go in there tomorrow uh, and and the fact that Wallace might not play and they don't have a point guard then I I can see why Ben quickly wrote this game off here's how crazy this game is going to be Avery 19,200 is the capacity of Bud Walton Arena what do you think the get in price is Avery come to the mic this is an audio medium you have to talk yes okay. um <laughs> Let's okay, so it's gonna be crazy. Yep. Let's go with one fifty. Okay, that not a bad guess. Dan, did you see the price? No. Okay, what's your guess? Uh my guess is uh eighty seven. Hundred and four dollars. It is a hundred dollars to go to that game tomorrow. That place is gonna be nuts. <laughs> and that's and your get in price is always the worst seat. It's the, in the worst house. seat is a hundred and four dollars. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. My, my, what I'm saying is gonna be gonna be crazy tomorrow. But it was at Tennessee too. These are the opportunities for a while. Yeah, (laughs) right. That's exactly it. This is these are the opportunities. And frankly, with four losses at home, it's almost like Kentucky's actually more competent on the road. They lost to South Carolina at home. They lost to Vandy at home. They go to Florida and they put a game together. They go to Mississippi State. They put a game together. I mean, I I don't know. I I just the the narrative about this game is very strange to me. And it was way before the Casey Wallace injury. Way before all three and one, they'll lose at Arkansas. What? Why? Yeah. Well, and and I don't know that it makes any difference. It would to me as a player, but if uh, if if they lose this game tomorrow, they're out of the double bye. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Because Missouri plays at home against Ole Miss. If Vanderbilt wins and Missouri wins, there's a reasonable chance that they're the sixth seed in the yeah. SEC tournament. Yeah. No, this, I know. And, 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 and I don't know, you know, a given, given uh, past history – it doesn't seem to matter much to Cal, but if I was a player, I, I'd sure like to not have to play in, in the SEC tournament until Friday. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, he, it's it's interesting because when you're good and you have a good team, you can be as Cal was in the past and downplay the SEC tournament. He doesn't have that luxury this year. I mean, they, I, it is very inadvisable. To lose to Vandy, lose to Arkansas, and then lose your first game in the SEC tournament. It's not – I don't – I don't – I don't – I and I apparently am the only person in this building that thinks it. But I don't buy the, oh, just get in as a 10 seed, you'll be fine. I don't buy that at all. I don't buy that at all. You do not want to have to play a 7 seed who's a top 30 team and then play a 2 seed who's a top 10 team in the first weekend. To me, that is that is not that is not an advisable path. It is not a way to get wins. Maybe Cal's hanging his hat on St. Pete beat him as a fifteen. Maybe he can, maybe he can do. Maybe he can get on a St. Peter's run. Take the job. So, take so the let job me ask you home. this, Mister Rabot. Yes, sir. If they lose tomorrow and lose, and that's let's not say the first game of the SEC tournament, but they lose their second game of the SEC tournament. Okay. Do you have a chance to win your bet? No. If they win a game in the SEC tournament, no. Then they'll be a, a single digit. Yeah, they'll be an eight or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's it's inadvisable though, man. I'm just telling you. I I just don't. I mean, if you if you, they're going to go in, if they lose tomorrow, they're going to go into the tournament with twelve losses. That's a lot. Twelve's a lot. People crush Tubby Smith for that. Twelve's a lot. And so I, I'm just saying, I the, the the narrative around that game from two weeks ago. Before I went on vacation, was oh no they'll lose at Arkansas. I, I just I, I mean, and, and I get it. It's based on Arkansas coming to Rupp and, and beating the bleep out of them, but they're not the only team to go to Rupp and beat the bleep out of them. <laughs> and frankly, some of their best performances have been on the road. I mean, they just yeah. have been. That's and, a great point. And I no, think, that's... and you've been on teams like this, I'm sure, where the distractions at home and then guys get on the road and they and they 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 you know they they lock in a little bit better than you know they do at home. There's a reason, for example. Every high-level college football team puts their guys in a hotel even for home games. Mm. Right? Yeah. You got to yeah. minimize distractions, right? And so no, I, I was I was always especially as the kids got bigger because when you're when you're at home you have this guilty feeling that, you know, I'm Sherry's doing everything with the kids. I'm not doing anything. So you get up and you take the kids to school and and you pick them up after after practice. You go to school and pick them up. And, you know, you've got honeydews and you've got things to do at home. I always because uh, getting booed or, or having a, a hostile crowd against me, that that never that never bothered me because A.R. used to tell us. You know, you get booed on the road. That's a sign of respect. Is that when you get booed at home is when you better start worrying about it. So I always enjoyed road games because you know you got to sleep till ten o'clock. You after after shoot around, you know, you went back to the hotel and and watched old replays of Andy Griffith. I mean, it was you had nothing to do on the road but play the game. Text or text in, uh, Louie, Why don't you simply look and see that Arkansas has lost only one home conference game this year and that was without their best player but don't let the facts get in the way of your narrative 
Tennessee has lost two home games this year. One of them was to Kentucky. If Kentucky wins at Arkansas tomorrow, they'll have two games in conference that they lost at home. It would be the exact same thing as Tennessee. And, and Kentucky's already beaten Tennessee on the road. I, 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 it's not about facts. It's about it, – well, it's not about me distorting facts. It's about going and winning conference games against eight and nine teams. That's what it's about. And I, I, and I get it. They're healthier now than they were before, and Kentucky's less healthy than they were. What I'm talking about is two weeks ago when Casey Wallace was healthy, people were already writing this game off. It's just very unusual, and it, it speaks to a larger point about where Kentucky basketball is. That's all. That's all I'm getting at, that it's literally just get in the tournament and don't worry about seeding. And Ben Roberts comes on yesterday and says, don't worry about seeding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come I, on. I, I don't agree. I don't, I no, don't but, agree No, but that. even if that's true, let's say he's right. We're talking about Kentucky basketball, the, the streak that's on the line this week, or this year, excuse me. Is winning a, is winning an NCAA tournament game every at least once every four years? That's an incredibly high bar. It's an incredibly high bar. I, I just, I mean, and then and then I mean, I just I mean these people. I mean, Louis, I'll help so, you. The texture says Kentucky will not be a double digit seed with or without Wallace. I understand. I'm going to pay Dan. I get it. I'm not arguing about that fact. But we're talking. You're celebrating an eight seed, bro. An eight seed. Congratulations. I mean, if, if that's good, good for you. If you want to live in that world, great. That's not the world Danis wants to live in. No. Dan's happy to win the bet. He wants $100. I get it. But that's not the world he wants to live in. No. I, I, I mean, I, 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 want, I want to win the bet because I want Kentucky to be a single-digit seed. That's why I want to win the right. bet. Uh, but, but especially, to your point, Louie, uh, it wasn't like, you know, Kentucky fans were wringing their hands and saying, well, I don't know if we're going to have a very good team this year. This team was fourth in the nation in preseason. They've got a ton of veterans, including the reigning player of the year, coming back. And I I agree with you. This has been a terrible, terrible disappointing season for Kentucky. I mean, even, even even if they win tomorrow... It's been a very disappointing season for Kentucky. They can absolutely fix all of that the next couple of weeks. No question about it. March matters. And that March, frankly, is the only thing that matters. It, 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 it's, why, it's why when Kentucky Derby preps started, I tried to encourage people to start following the preps to get ready for the Derby. But horse racing has the same problem as college basketball. People only pay attention in May. And in college basketball, people only pay attention in March. And that it, it's a... Everyone remembers what you did in March. You're one of the few guys, Dan, that had the career that you did. And because of your statistical numbers, people remember that, right? But what do people remember about Goose Givens? They remember the final. Yep. They remember St. Louis, right? And, and that's what I'm talking about here is if they can get to the second weekend, it rewrites the narrative about this team. What I'm suggesting is that if they want to do that, win some freaking games and have a better seed so that you have a better chance to do that. It's not in your best interest to be a 9 or 10 seed or an 8 seed or something like that and have to play a 1 seed the second, the second game. It's not. Yeah. That's it. No, that's all I'm yeah. arguing. That's it. Yeah. No, you're, and, and they, th- that's not an argument. That, I mean, that's fact. No, I mean, that, well, no, that's, no, no. Text line told me it's not fact. No. Um, <laughs> I'm distorting facts. So, so l- let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas yeah. in preseason – was a very highly ranked team. Do you think a show like this in Fayetteville this morning, <laughs> do you think they're saying what a disappointment this Arkansas season has been? Arkansas is not Kentucky basketball. 
Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I'm but sorry. Sp- I just I don't. I, that's the thing I don't understand around here. Is you, you're you're either a top five program all time or you're not. You're Louisville. You're a top ten program or you're not. People around here did not act like Louisville was a top ten program this year. The, the things that people talked away and accepted and 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 made excuses for. I mean, dude, I, I'm going to pick on him a little bit because I, I, I like the guy. Mike Lindsay was on. He's on Fridays with Diener. And this morning, he's talking about what he wants Kenny Payne to go get in the transfer portal. And he said, I'd like a Peyton Siva-level point guard next year. Mike, yeah, no bleep. Everyone would like to have a national championship caliber point guard on their team. Dan, they won four games. Where's well, this? Five, five are they after following tomorrow. out? Are they fall, just falling out of the sky? What? What is this? What are people doing? Stop making excuses for this crap. Kentucky being an eight seed. Dan with a bet, but it's not good enough. You have the national player of the year, unanimous national player of the year, back on your on your team. Cason Wallace is a very good point guard. You Lottery have, pick. Severe Wheeler was first team All SEC preseason. And you got to bring him off the bench. And, and you still lost four games at home this year. I, I mean, if Tubby Smith were doing this, we'd have 100 phone calls today. And everyone's just letting it go. I mean, the, the standards for this program are just in the toilet right now. It's unbelievable. I, it's unbelievable, man. I, I don't know how people aren't way more worked up about it. I don't get yep. it. I don't get it. <coughs> like Excuse I said me, yesterday, I they have three combined quad three and quad four losses. You have to go to Liberty to be the next person on the list. Rutgers is 2-4 and four in quad three. There you go. They're 38th in the country. You're, you're similar to Rutgers in your... In your uh, you got a Rutgers rec- resume. I mean, what are we doing? I, uh, what are we doing? <sighs> Sorry, Dan. Didn't mean you to feel better? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I want to cover good teams. I asked Andy yesterday, what was it like to go to Final Fours and do radio? How awesome was it? What was that like? I want to do that. I'm not... Well, Absolutely. you ain't doing it this year. So. No, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> so chill. <laughs> <laughs> no, every, everything you say is right. Uh, and and I and there is a there there is a number of people in the Big Blue Nation that feel exactly like you do. Uh, but it, it, you're right. It doesn't seem to be the majority. The majority seems to think. They, they they seem to feel like Cal talks. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it right. What what you haven't gotten it right for thirty games? How are you going to get it right in the next two weeks? And you know, they they make it, they're just so inconsistent that it, it is just unbelievable. And some of them. And here's what here's where you can see Louis that you're getting ready uh, to do something special. And that is, as the season goes along, all right, you, you correct mistakes. You do things you do badly in November and December. You get that fixed. You get that straightened out. And in, and in November, excuse me, February and March, you're not making those mistakes. This team is making the same mistakes they made in November. Correct. And, and that's the disappointing part of it. 
that there's just there and and I, you know there's a there's an old adage that a team reflects the personality of their coach and if their coach is saying we're fine we're <laughs> we're fine you know we'll we'll get it we'll get it fixed maybe the players think they're fine but they ain't after watching that Vanderbilt game they ain't fine that's for sure I'll I'll give you for instance I watch three teams games I watch all of their games Kentucky Louisville and Michigan State because I went to Michigan State and so I watched their games now I missed like two because of the the tragedy up there and I couldn't watch the games but I've started watching them again they went to Nebraska the other day and Nebraska's a 500 team they're a nothing okay it was a senior day Michigan State's down 12 at half they outscored Nebraska 54 to 29 in the second half. That's what good teams do that are well coached, right? Yep. And I I'm just saying, man, and 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 Michigan State's had their injury trouble, didn't doing different things. I just man, I mean, I just All right. Uh Texter, you have to give Cal credit for this. His constant blather about getting guys to the NBA and his uh and his constant um built-in excuse of being young has brainwashed these UK fans to accept mediocrity. I don't know about that, but it it's just it is remarkable to watch in real time historically great programs around here have their bars lowered as hard as we're doing it this year. I mean just yeah, it, it's unbelievable. And, and you know, it might it, it, it's terribly important to the kids and to their families uh you know to be able to go in into the league and make all this money i i get that that's very important for those kids and and you want the kids to do well but this idea that putting players in the nba is the most important thing that we're doing at the program in lexington is ludicrous it it, it it's absolutely the reason you play games is to hang banners and they've hung over the course of history, they have hung banners eight times at UK. That ought to be the focus. That ought to be the goal. And then because of that, you put players in the NBA and they do well financially. But it seems like we've gotten the cart before the horse here that 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 the the emphasis, the focus is putting these kids in the league and you know if you're 20 and 10 then that's all right and in my mind that that ain't close to being all right kentucky last made the final four in 2015 here are some random schools that have made the final four since then oklahoma south carolina oregon loyola chicago texas tech auburn houston come on people i mean Um, take us to break we got to talk to caitlin free next i like caitlin so i don't want to be in a bad mood so i'm going to get up walk around and get get back to caitlin i can't there you go go have (laughs) uh, go fix another cup of coffee Ah. (laughs) Hey, a reminder that this hour of the show is brought to you by friends at Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual policy, or they also have uh, that Delta Vision uh, through VSP, uh, get in touch with our folks at Delta Dental of Kentucky. You can do that by calling them at 1-800-955-2030, or you can always visit online at ky.deltadental.com.
Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here on a Friday. We made it, people, here on Issel and Louie. Taking you up until noon. V-Show after us. First replay at 3 o'clock. They'll have the mixtape, of course, here on ESPN 680-1057. Dan and Louie hanging out with you today. A reminder, some uh, some basketball this weekend. Louisville's uh, traveling to Virginia, 93.9. You're home for all of that. 2 o'clock play-by-play with Paul Rogers and Jody Demling. And then, of course, 4.30, you'll get Taylor Lynch on the Coors Light postgame show. All of that uh, tomorrow, uh, 93.9 across the hall. Of course, and uh, happy to, to uh, and you know what, Dan? I, I think I'm going to use a term um, that I think is very appropriate. Friend of the show, Caitlin Free, uh, joins us today. Very so, nice. Yeah, how about that? Um, hmm. And I think uh, we just got a, ch- a change here. Can you pot up the caller, please? Thank you. There we go. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? <laughs> Hi. So excited to be uh, considered a friend of the show and obviously excited to be back with you guys once again talking about some good racing. Have they made a determination if they're running today? The last I've heard, I believe we're still a go. Um, obviously, nice. I don't think the rain's going to affect the track. I think the problem is going to be wind, um, yeah. severe weather, lightning, and possible tornadoes. So I guess we'll <laughs> see. But. Welcome to the Ohio Valley. There we go. <laughs> uh, That's just Turfway's luck. They, they build a brand new facility, and then they get hit by a tornado. Well, it's funny. Um, last season, when it was under construction, there was a tornado about this time of year that went through the area and actually tore a portion of the roof off as it was under construction. Um, oh. So I don't, I don't think it touched down right in that area. I don't think it was one that touched down at all. But there was some street line winds, just you know, some severe weather that. Uh, it, severely impacted some of the construction so I, I would hate to see anything like that happen again but yeah that should be rolling through these parts uh, probably in the next five hours or so Man, so t- hopefully you'll be wrapping up right around game time but i will definitely let you guys know if there's anything that changes but as far as i know for now we're still planning on going big p- uh, pick five uh, carryover again tonight uh, on friday night uh, card at uh, turfway but we are having caitlin free caitlin e free on twitter if you want to go find her there uh join the thousands that follow caitlin um uh, we're talking about tomorrow's card, and I, you know, Caitlin. Uh, so I used to write for the um, the L.A. Times horse racing uh, newsletter with John Shervin, all the folks out there. And one of my critiques of the path to the Kentucky Oaks included the Cincinnati Trophy, which used to be like a six and a half for a long sprint, and it was in March. And I was like, why are we not stretching anyone out um, <laughs> at this point? They have really picked it up with this race: 150 in the purse, two turn race um, in this one. And frankly, a couple of very, I think, legitimate horses here um, that have a real shot of landing in this, uh, the starting gate uh, for the Kentucky Oaks. Um, to the point, Dan, a couple of years ago, um, the, on the website, it was they didn't even have an H in the word trophy. So it was just Cincinnati Trophy. I wrote about it in the L.A. Times, and they didn't change it. So obviously they're they're paying a lot more attention uh, to Turfway Park, and uh, obviously I mean the Jeff Ruby stakes you third place horse wins the Derby last year. They've extended that partnership for five years, seven hundred thousand dollars in that purse as well. Um, so I mean, Caitlin, did you jump on at a good time or what? Right, I, I definitely <laughs> um, got on the bandwagon at an absolutely perfect time, and I feel like not only have the purses and stuff gone up with Turfway with everything that they've done with CDI, but I think it has just bolstered the credibility and the horse crop with seeing how the horses 
did from last year's Derby coming out of these races. I mean, these are the reigning winning breaths. So. Well, I just got an alert on my phone. A state of emergency has been declared for the state of Kentucky. You might not be running tonight. Oh, man. Yeah, about that. <laughs> of course, I get to drive a half hour home. Dan's in his basement like, oh, no, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Caitlin, We've been in our you, basements already one time this week. What's another time? Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, the the one thing, well, there's been plenty of things. The quality of, of the horses and the quality of the racing have certainly gone up. But, I mean, if you're a handicapper, I mean, it's just 12-horse field after 12-horse field after 12-horse field. That, that has to be a big benefit for Turfway. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not just saying this just because, you know, I worked for them. But Turfway, in my opinion, is the best product out there currently for you know the winter and early spring type of tracks you get full fields you get low takeout in a lot of these wagers you're getting so many different variables you're getting a fair playing surface and I, i'm just not sure what more people could want not to mention we just installed that brand new uh finish line camera that is um the same type of camera that they use in hong kong that has the slow motion camera that's right on the wire so I, i'm not sure what else you could want out of a track for to spend your wagering dollars on. Caitlin Free up at Turfway Park, uh, hanging out with us. They will. Uh, they'll, they'll, they're running tomorrow, people. Don't worry about that part. We'll see you tonight. Yeah, we're running tomorrow. <laughs> Cincinnati Trophy, twenty points for the Oaks, and then of course uh, the Taglia. Uh, Memorial will be run uh, for the uh, Kentucky Derby, 20 points. Getting you ready for the Jeff Ruby Stakes in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's go to that Cincinnati Trophy. Um, I, you know. I wish this race were about a sixteenth of a mile longer, and I will tell you why. Because on the outside, it's fun and feisty, and I think, unfortunately, because in the nine hole, it's going to be very difficult for her to get proper position um, without having to really exert herself early in the race. Uh, do you agree with me that the mile, you know, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of distance there for her to make an early move, or do you think she has a real shot in this race? I'm kind of 50-50 on it. Okay. I, I think, you know, class-wise, she definitely has that. No question. We've seen, though, that Kenny McPeak doesn't win a lot over this type of service, but he's one that wins in these kind of stakes races. And looking back on her form, um, she's finished not too far behind Hoosier Philly, Wonder Wheel, and she's got two good wins at Churchill, breaking the maiden, and then also winning the Pocahontas. <laughs> and one thing I will say is that the – Turfway service, although it is synthetic, is very kind to horses that also like Churchill. Mm. Not so much Keeneland, but it is a Churchill uh, dirt-friendly surface. That's something that I've really seen as they take to both surfaces, kind of. So on that front, I think she'll enjoy the surface and be okay with it. Also, a daughter of midshipmen, but I, I do agree. I think this is a, just a little bit too short for her. The post isn't great, especially with the way the track has been playing for a little bit um more to inside horses that could be coming from off the pace. But I, I, it could play for her for coming off the pace, but I think she is hung a bit wide, you know, in this type of race. So for me, it kind of really came down to the three botanical and the four Bolsara. Totally agree. So which which one are you taking, Caitlin? Ooh. <laughs> I would probably end up taking botanical, um, even though the track maybe is not playing to her liking. She's perfectly capable of showing us that she can come from off the pace. She's got multiple different gears. Uh, and to me, she's one of the most impressive, if not the most impressive, three-year-old filly that has rolled through here. Of course, we saw um, what Pate 
come through these parts. She's now the leader of the Kentucky Oaks uh, division. Yep. But Botanical, I think she'll be able to translate well to the dirt. Breeding would suggest so. Running style would suggest so. And I think she's one to really take seriously looking forward to the Kentucky Oaks. And I think she probably wins this race. Okay, yeah, but, and, and the, the interesting thing is uh, she's undefeated at Turfway on the synthetic. Mm-hmm. And, and the four horse, Bullsera, is also two for two. Uh, on on yep. the synthetic, so it uh, I think it'll be good. Here's one thing, and I I'd like to get your opinion on this. Do you pay any attention? Like Bulsera, uh sold for mm. uh, two hundred and five thousand dollars as a two year old in training. Her sire stands for ten thousand dollars. Does that? I mean, that's that's a big number for a sales price. Does that come into your hand, handicapping at all? Oh, absolutely. There's there's so much of that that comes in when you think about it because obviously this horse has shown that she does have kind of that um, early peaking ability of when she was younger. You, you didn't necessarily see it when she was on the dirt. Um, she That was also before she ended up putting on blinkers, so maybe not a good indication of her dirt ability, but it's something that definitely comes into my mind. And as you keep kind of looking at Turfway and you keep following it, there are sires that really, really click for the service, and Klimt is one of them. So She's tailor-made for this type of track, but, I mean, absolutely 205000 as a two-year-old in sale for a daughter of Clint with a decent female family. But, I mean, still, she has been very, very good for the Trombetta Barn, and they've had her very well-placed. But I, I would absolutely say um, that's a good indication. And kind of to go back on that, one that would be the opposite was I remember when Wonder Wheel Debuted. Um, yeah, that's a good one. She was very modestly priced for being a daughter of Into Mischief out of like a very nice mare in Wonder Wheel. So that was something that made me and I know Joe Christopher and Scott Shapiro said the same thing. We're like, uh, she. What do we think about her on debut? And then of course she turned out to be a champion. So it just kind of depends. Caitlin Free with us. Caitlin E. Free on Twitter. Go find her stuff there up at Turfway Park. Let's talk about the Pataglia. Um, mm-hmm. Frankly, I mean, this is this has become a legitimate path. Uh, to the Derby and to other races because of the purse sizes and those sorts of things. Uh, Gilmore ships in, um, one of those Baffert trainees that obviously, if he wanted to be, uh, is Triple Crown nominated, of course, if he wants to run in the Derby, can't be in the Baffert barn for that one. Uh, one of the rare horses that's shipping to the Brendan Walsh barn um, ran in that El Camino Real Derby, ran second, uh, crushed that Oh, I'll crush that trifecta, Caitlin. I well, it was great, for like 45 to 1. Um, but, uh, chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sent that one to you, Dan. Um, you did. After, the, you sent it to me after you cashed. Yeah, you didn't send it to. Yeah, me this before. is a paramutual game. I'm not trying to like water down the pools here, Dan. I know your I know your bet sizes are a little bigger than mine. Um, so Gilmore comes in. The, the Topeka surface very different in the Bay Area than it is at Turfway Park. Is Gilmore the class of this race and the most likely winner, or is this a play against? For me, he's a play against. I understand mm. why he's in the Brendan Walsh barn. Uh, kind of a very smart move to send him here. He's already got that win over the all-weathered off Camino Real. And Baffert did a really similar thing last year. He brought Blackadder here. I believe he was uh, transferred to the Rudy Versailles barn, and Blackadder didn't fare very well. But Correct. Brendan's had a very, very strong uh, meet here at Turfway, so I understand why the horse is here. But I like that he has had the distance. And we, he, he could already prove that. that he can go the distance. Yep. But he was never getting past Chase the Chaos in that race. Never, ever, ever, ever. And although it was a good effort, I 
still, as you said, the surface here is a very, very different. So to me, at the morning line price of three to one, and I, I'm not sure he goes off favorite. I think there's a chance it could be Bromley that mm. will go off favorite because people are going to follow the form from the last out race. But either way, Gilmore is going to be a play against for me because I've seen how it's turned out for other El Camino Royale um, horses that have shipped in, especially coming from that backward bar. And I, I've seen this play out before, and I just think there's better horses than him in here that are going to be better fit for this race and this track. Caitlin, I love a horse in here, and I, I, I tell me I'm stupid. <laughs> I love the four horse. What? How is it, Kubi? Yeah, Scooby Quando, baby, let's go. Kubi I like that Quando. horse too. Yeah. There's so much to love about this horse. First of all, Ben starts him his first race of the year. He starts him our first year race of his career. He starts him in a hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars <laughs> stake race that he wins. Let's go. Then he goes two turns for the first time and you've already told us how hard it is to win from the outside he's got the 10 hole going a mile in an allowance race and he's ahead off the lead gets tired gets beat uh was reluctant to load this i I, I may single this horse he's got world of talent and um i honestly Ben Colebrook's not a barn that usually wins at first asking. So when I, I'd heard some chatter about this horse that they really, really liked him. And then they put him in that turfway preview stakes on debut. And I was like, wow, if this horse can, you know, win this race at first asking and the stakes race could really be something. And then he obviously took that massive step forward against Wadsworth last time out in that race where he, like you said, just got tired there in the end by Wadsworth, who kind of ended up finding another gear. But Scooby Quando did all the dirty work. Very, very legitimate horse. And I think whether he uses this path to this race and then goes on to the Jeff Ruby or goes somewhere else, this is a horse with a lot of raw ability. He's bred for any type of service. And with the talent that they have shown and the confidence that they've shown in him, this is a horse, and knock on wood, this is a horse that I expect to see in the Kentucky Derby hmm. in a few months' time. Wow. I, I think he'll get there some way somehow. That's great. All right. Well, she's Caitlin Free. She's up at Turfway Park. Caitlin E. Free on Twitter. Go find all of her stuff there. Caitlin, we really appreciate it. Thanks for jumping on with us again. Of course. All right. Well, Caitlin Free, how about that? Thanks, I, Caitlin. All right. Scooby Quando. There you go. There's a couple of really good horse names running this weekend. There's a there's a horse named Shida Booty that's running at... <laughs> That's running at Aqueduct this weekend. S H I D A B H U T I. It reminded me of Neely Bendapudi. That would probably be the horse in that race. I would pick. I picked it. I'm like done. There we go. Sometimes now, now, hey Dan, by the way, go off yeah. of the name. you you made a request in the last segment and it didn't happen. Dan, you're stupid. Why? Well, because you said, "Hey, call me stupid." So you're stupid. Oh, oh, thanks. No. Um, <laughs> that, now, um, thanks. Caitlin had to go because she had to do something else. I, I had another question. Oh no, okay. I, well, I, I just promised her. I promised her fifteen minutes. I guess minutes that doesn't matter. But um, uh, if, if they if they can't race tonight, yes, then that carryover will be on all of these good races I, tomorrow, right? I'm telling you, that's. I mean, it, I, I want them to run tonight because I want something to watch. But if they don't, you're totally right. It carries to second. Yeah, yes. that, that would be fun. <laughs> That's tasty. That would be fun. Yeah. Hey, Avery, is the pizza there yet? 
I have no idea. Thanks, Avery. Okay, well, we want to thank George and the Bernos team for bringing lunch by, whether it's there now or in just a few minutes. Bernos has you covered for all of the big events this weekend. Carry out, delivery, or dine in. 14 area locations in Metro Louisville and Southern Indiana. Yeah, it's that good. Bernos Pizza. There you go. So if you, I can uh, hardly wait for tomorrow. There are so many good races. Yeah, it's just a whole day of it. It's all, all over yeah. the country. I'm going to be the guy at, uh, at our school has its annual fundraiser tomorrow where our kids go to school. And so I'm, uh, I'm going to be the guy on the phone <laughs> at the fundraiser tomorrow for sure. <laughs> a couple of dads <laughs> gathered around like, who's winning this race? By the way, we have a guy texting every Friday, uh, listens to our horse racing segments. Just wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, his long shots tomorrow. Our recruiter in the Gotham and Shadow Dragon in the Fountain of Youth. So there you go. I just want to give Shadow you Dragon. Yeah, Shadow wow. Dragon. How about that? Shadow Dragon you know, is 12 to 1, Jose Ortiz Belmont. I, I don't hate that. that. That horse right there. Um, I gave him out last night on the podcast, too, actually. Um, right there, Jose Ortiz Belmont. Belmont is firing right now at, uh, at Gulfstream Park, our yep. collector. And then he had um, uh, Rocky Can in the, uh, in the Holy Bowl. So there, I, I want to give out uh, one horse. And and it it'll be a fun race to watch, and that's that's the San Felipe out in, okay. uh, at Santa Anita, and you know Baffert's horses that uh, I think there's four of them in there, Louis. Four or five, that, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that are Baffert trained horses that have been transferred to Yakin, but I like Mandela's horse. Hmm. He, he's made he's made one one start and it was very very impressive. Go rocket he's, ride is that yeah, Flavian Pratt? Yeah, yeah, and and you know Mandela doesn't have him cranked the first time out, hmm. and this horse won for fun. Yep, and so I think with with the four Bafferts in there and and Yakteen, uh trains a horse that won a stake race at Los Alamitos in there. I think you'll get a pretty good price on that horse. So that's what I'm looking forward to. There you go. If you want a Baffert, uh, Fort Bragg is my play there because I, I really trust Juan Hernandez, and I think that horse, uh, bad trip in the low self-maturity before then, w- broke his maiden at a mile and a 16th at, um, at uh, Santa Anita before that was disqualified after a win. So the horse has actually won twice, if you think about it that way. Um, comes back, beat Reincarnate, who everybody loves on the maiden level. Um, comes back and runs this weekend for uh, Juan Hernandez. So that would be my pick in San Felipe. There you go. All right. All right. Um, did you look at um, the Aqueduct card? Do you agree with me about Shit of Booty? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, why, how could you not? <laughs> how could you not? <laughs> I think I think Brad Brad's got two horses in there. I think either one of them wins. Wins the Gotham. Well, that's uh, that's one of Chad Brown's horses. Actually, is a is the five Dylan Davis there? Yeah, so. and and don't be afraid. Let me point this out. Don't be afraid to bet a Chad Brown horse in New York in the wintertime. You know, a lot of people might think, well, Chad's in Florida. All of his good horses are in Florida, but he has left. I mean, uh, Cloud Computing that won the Preakness a couple years ago, he left him in New York over the winter. So don't think that, you know, you're getting the second or third string at Aqueduct out of the Chad Brown box. He's hitting at 40% right now at Aqueduct. <laughs> 40. Well, like we talked about with Marty McGee. Good Lord. You know, he's, 
he and Todd and Brad and Ed Baffert, the, the, they get all the good ones, it seems. A reminder, if you're enjoying the horse racing talk today, uh, we, we sat down with John Lindo from uh, horse uh, from Thoroughbred LA excuse me, last night to talk Big Cap Day at Santa Anita last night on the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Go find that uh, that podcast episode. So, um, no, it's well, a that fun- was a blatant plug. You've been on that show before. And I'd like to remind <laughs> you that that show got you your first ever credential and got you into the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland for free. And got me some betting money. Too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I even paid Dan to be on the show. How about that? Man, oh, man. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. There it is. <laughs> I knew you had to complain about it somehow. There it is. <laughs> All right. So uh, final score tomorrow, Arkansas, Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, man. And I, 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 hate... and I, I think it's totally legitimate if you want to give a case in plays and case in doesn't play score. Uh, I, I don't think it makes much difference. I think mm. I think Arkansas wins. Does it get up? Have we tomorrow? seen a line yet? There is no line yet. Nope. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've been watching. No line. Yeah. No. I'm, I think I, they're I, waiting I, for Casey Wallace. I, I'm, Vegas might not put that out till like an hour before the game. I mean, like you know, because if if they don't know what's going on with him, they're not gonna. I I wouldn't put a line out. I wouldn't be comfortable doing that for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Now I I. It looks like these are two ships passing in the night. Uh, I, I'm not. Passing I'm, I, 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 night. How can you have any confidence in Kentucky? You can't. Mm. Now, would it surprise me if they came out and win by ten? No. Would it surprise me that they lost by fifteen? No. So, I, I you just they're just so inconsistent. You can't have any any sense of. Yeah, this is what's going to happen, but. Um, mm. Uh, Ar- Ar- I think Arkansas is going in the right direction. I'm not sure Kentucky is. Uh, Arkansas has lost their last two games. Um, All, both on the road. Yeah, it's a very good team. Uh, yes, to uh, Alabama and uh, didn't – no, that was Auburn. I, I can't remember. Was the Arkansas-Alabama game close? I can't remember. Uh, no. Um, Texter agrees with you about Kentucky basketball. Kentucky basketball is like dance farts. You can't trust them. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Texter. Making the show better. Oh, oh we're going to end the week on that. <laughs> on that one, yeah. Why not? Um, all right. Do you have a Do you have a pick of the weekend that you like the most? Mine is in the Devona Dale. I think Red Carpet Ready is going to run them off their feet. I I hope you're right. I uh, you know Re- Rusty's kind of uh, uh, kind of resurrected his career. For years, he was the uh, private trainer. Yeah. Uh, for Watts Humphrey. And uh, Watts's game plan, if you will, his business plan was he sold all the Colts and he ran all the Phillies. So for years and years, all Rusty had in his barn were Phillies. Mm-hmm. And then I think Watts uh, started to cut back a little bit. Mm. And so uh, Rusty got other uh, other clients, uh, and as Marty said, this one is for Ashbrook Farm. Right. Uh, but um, uh, he's got uh, Rusty's uh, been doing pretty well the last few years. I'd love to see him have an Oaks Philly. Well, there you go. Uh, if you missed the first hour of the show, we did uh, talk with Marty McGee about the Gulfstream Park uh, card tomorrow. Big day down there. Nine stakes races. Uh, you can find that at the podcast center, like I mentioned, at uh, ESPNLouisville.com or on the app here. Again, ESPN Louisville app is absolutely your your home for all of these shows around here in an easy way to just have it on your phone and ready to go. Uh, no matter 
if there's bad weather or whatever, you will hear the broadcast uh, from our spot because of the stream. So there you go. Now, now you asked me to give you a score on UK and Arkansas. You give me a score on Louisville and Virginia. Uh, Virginia, 66. Um, Louisville, 49. 17. <laughs> 17 what? I, I bet oh, Louisville's a bigger dog than 17. Yeah, but Virginia just doesn't score. They play so slow. That's a great point. That's so a great boring, point. Yeah, yeah six, <laughs> 60 is probably about where they're going to finish. <laughs> yeah, it's just 66. Woof. <laughs> it, it needs to end. I need the merciful end of that season. Just get it over with. I'm tired of watching those games. Ugh. So you said the fundraiser for your school. What, what do you do for the fundraiser? Oh, everybody just gets drunk and bed, bids on auction items. <laughs> I'm the designated driver tomorrow. How about that? <laughs> sounds sounds like a great time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear the music, so that means we're at the end of another broadcast week. Uh, we appreciate you listening in. This has been Issel and Louie on ESPN 680 105.7. We'll be back again Monday morning talk about uh, all of the horses that we didn't pick and all of the basketball games that we did. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.